0: All right. Thank you, Anderson. I am Chris Cuomo and welcome to primetime. This may well be our moment of truth in terms of our political future, near term for future. But be very clear. Put all the high minded thoughts away. This may be the moment of truth, but it is not about the truth. And it never has been. The Republicans who ran the election in the states that Trump lied about, they all said he was lying. They certified, they audited, they looked. Why would they want to fix the election so that their own party would lose? You knew it was always absurd. They certified, they ran it, Congress certified, and all the cruises and all the Rudy's and all the King's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. They were all BS artists, and they brought no proof of anything but their own perfidy, and you know it. And so do the men and women in the party that just collapsed under the weight of its own lies. So this has never been about the truth because everybody knows the truth. And here is the one thing that I know that I hope you agree with. Our political situation is not about Trump, the party of Trump, or even the Democrats. The key to this situation is you, and this is no cliche, this is no mamby-pamby kumbaya. I hope you have had it. You should have had it. The only answer, if you want anything better in this situation, in terms of what you control, right, you must ignore the state of play. Stop paying attention to which side is saying what about what the other one is doing. Stop Stop allowing them to do that by not paying attention, by not valuing it, by not commenting on it. Stop looking to the politicians and their proxies for better because they can't give you better. They literally can't, not won't, can't because they are playing a game. And what has to change is the game. You know this from your own life. What have you said to yourself? What have you said to others? What have they said to you? Don't hate the player, hate the game, change the game, don't let the game change you. These are not just hip-hop lyrics. We know these truths to be self-evident in our own lives. Make it happen. Focus on who matters. If people don't tell you the truth, don't listen to them. Start treating government like you do everything else. The players will play the game, period. That's all they can do because they are in the game. Kevin McCarthy is just like Joe McCarthy. He's playing a lie to advantage. Then when it is exposed, you pretend you're not doing what you just did in this McCarthy's instance by getting rid of Cheney. Listen to this.
1: I don't think anybody is questioning the legitimacy of the presidential election. I think that is all over with. We're sitting here with the president today. Now, how does he say that
0: BS with a straight face? Because he's playing a game. Don't expect better from him. He is not capable of it. Big tent, not like the left, Axe Cheney for refusing to lie. There are real questions that need answers about this election. We're not questioning the election. I told Trump, I threw the F word around and I told him, call off your dogs. The president said, I'll get right on it and did it right away. It's a fool's game. His lies are painfully obvious because that's all the game requires. So stop allowing the game. How? By what you focus on and demand. What you value in your media and what you respond to. That's why Cheney matters. Because she's just proof of the reality. Cheney is not some towering paragon of integrity. She's not some new Patrick Henry Shouting, give me liberty or give me death and changing the balance. It's a major moment in our history. She's not Margaret Chase Smith. She didn't identify the four horses of calumny. Amazing speech, by the way, you should read it. Declaration of Conscience, June 1, 1950. Every bit is relevant today. Fear, ignorance, bigotry, and smear. Talk about a recipe. You put that in a bowl, out pops Trump. She is as right today as when she took on that era's McCarthy. Now we got Kevin, then they had Joe. But Cheney does deserve the legacy of Margaret Chase Smith in one way. She does warrant using the speech title of a declaration of conscience because she came out and said, look, I'm just not going to tell an absurd lie.
2: I uh, will do uh, everything I can to ensure Uh, that uh, the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office.
0: Now you find me any other example in American history of someone saying, I refuse to agree with you because you are lying, and the people accused of the lie do nothing to prove that they are right. Find me one. You won't. And you know why? The game doesn't Require it. It's like being a Jets fan. They suck. But if that's your team, you just stay with them. But this is not sport. This is not entertainment. It's about ourselves, our health, our kids, and our future. 70% of the party of Trump believe this election was legitimate. So this can't be about them. This has to be about the rest of you the open, in many cases, the independent. Let's be honest, near half this country. At least you guys say you don't want to be a member of either of these parties. So you have all of you and the 30% of the remaining reasonable people within Republican ranks. Now, for those Republicans, I told you what everybody else, you got to just ignore the game. But for those within the game, because you are the game within the game within that party, are you going to keep paying attention to people like Paul Gozar, who helped incite the insurrection? Will you allow him to speak for you by defending The terrorists like
1: this. Zero firearms from suspects charged with breaching the Capitol. To my knowledge, not a single person has been charged with a crime of insurrection. Was Ashley Babbitt armed? No, she wasn't. She was wrapped in a U.S. flag. The truth is being censored and covered up. As a result, the DOJ is harassing harassing peaceful patriots across the country. Look, he's got to read it. Because
0: somebody had to make up all that tripe. Harass the peaceful patriots. Charging them with crimes is harassing them. These are peaceful patriots. Attack more than 100 police officers on January 6th, the day of infamy that's been declared an act of terror. He is full of it and he knows it. He knows the truth, but he's playing the game. Change the game. Move past left and right. The system doesn't work. There are too many people on the spectrum of ideals and wants that need to be stakeholders and aren't. You need like four, five, six parties. We're not even anywhere near that conversation. But you can do this right now. Forget left and right. Only think reasonable. No more blame game. I don't care who said what. Don't pay attention to what they say. If it's about policy, how they're going to fix, why they believe the problem is what it is, great. And then my job is test what they say. But I can't because of them and they But Forget it. You hired them to do a job. Think about it in your own life. Tub is leaking. You hired them. Fix the tub. Do you want to hear why the guy who works with them on the team sucks and that's why the tub is still leaking? You fix it or forget it. You got to want better. You have to know you deserve better. It does not have to be like this. In your personal lives, when someone says absurd things or lies to you, you call them out or you cut them off. That's how I want you to see this show tonight. I'm not going to do the political back and forth and what it means at this and that and Cheney. I gave it to you. I showed you the game. I exposed the game and now I oppose the game and I discuss the practical. I have the head of the CDC on the show tonight. We've wanted her for a long time. Director Rochelle Walensky. The doctor is here. And I'm going to put it to her straight about the timing of what they've disclosed to us. And why, and what it has now contributed to political attacks on the vaccine process, and how we get to a better place sooner. We're going to do the same thing with this pipeline cyber hack. Because look, what are they doing? Biden's to blame. Wait a minute. No, it's you guys. You wouldn't talk about Russia. Who cares? Change the game. Colonial Pipeline said today it's finally initiated the restart of operations. Is this really something we want completely in the control of the private sector? Biden put out a 30-something page executive order. That's not law. Look, I'm glad he put something out. I don't mean to take a step toward trying to do the right thing and and smack it. But that's not the answer. Maybe it's a step, but it's not the full pace of progress. We need to accept the reality that cybersecurity matters. The right has been sleeping on it. The left has to show they don't even have any money for it in the infrastructure plan right now. There's left, there's right, and there's reasonable. Let's look at it that way. What is the reality that the players on the right can resurrect themselves from this deal with the devil? That anything can get done in this state of play. Let's ask one of the few who is still trying. Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger, thank you very much for taking this opportunity. You bet. Good to be with you. And I mean that because you are so very much in demand. If you had a horn coming out of the middle of your head and wings on your back, you would not be more of a rare specimen right now, which is a conservative who is not getting thrown under the bus, who does not believe in the big lie and holds office in the U.S. Congress. How does that make you feel?
3: Well, it's uh you feel a little alone sometimes, but you also feel at peace. I mean, one of the good things about this moment is just I never thought I'd be in this position. I always thought, you know, when it came down to defending the constitution and telling the truth, there'd be a lot of us. But the the thing is I can sleep at night. That's what matters. I mean, it puts you in a tough place, but but being able to know you're doing the best with the moment you have is is worth really more than gold.
0: How much Of you in the middle of living an Aesop's fable of the death of uh, ideals tells you, I'm a young guy. I got my whole future in front of me. I got to get the hell out of here. This game is broken and they're going to break me next. I got to get out of here. How much of you are thinking that way?
3: You have a lot of emotions that tug at you in this business, especially in this kind of moment. But, you know, look, I've always known that I'm going to have a life after politics. It's one of the advantages of getting in young. You know, you don't really see that as your end state And I think that also really gives you the courage to say, look, there's going to be a life after politics. So I'm going to do the right thing. And uh, but yeah, I mean, there's always temptation, but that's where you, you got to look day to day, day by day. And you manage, you know, where can you make a difference? Where can you? Where can you have an impact? And I mean, coming on your show and talking to people is making an impact, even if it you know, takes a while to do it. Even if it's something that, you know, I'm the only one out there saying the election was legitimate and Joe Biden's legitimately president. Uh, somebody needs to. And it's been had a lack of people doing that, unfortunately, on our side.
0: How do you explain it to yourself? You know, they all know the truth. Maybe a few of them uh, are so incurious that they're open to suggestion. But how do you explain this kind of capitulation, the Kevin McCarthy, who's at the head now, resembling Joe McCarthy as much as anybody else in terms of chasing people out because of their
3: ideas of not wanting to tell a lie? So I think some of it is cowardice. Some of it is people can rationalize in their own mind. You know, look, if I speak out, I'm not gonna make a personal difference, but I need to survive so I can make an impact on healthcare or whatever legislation they have. And I, I can understand that line of thinking, but you know, when it comes down to this constitution, when it comes down to the insurrection that was a whole four months ago, my goodness, how are we still talking about it? Like this is the kind of thing that isn't about staying in office to affect healthcare. This is really the basic function of our job. If we do nothing else in a year, as long as we're defending the Constitution, the, the Republicans survive. And in fact, I represent, you know, over 700,000 people. I'm the only person in my district that has to swear an oath in this capacity to defend the Constitution. I don't have to swear an oath to my party, to conservatism, to liberalism. I swear to the Constitution. So that's what I think our top priority has to be. And sadly, I, I think some people, it's, it's really become about the culture war, owning the libs, or whatever the division is of the day. You say we. Your problem is,
0: it's just me. There is no we. And you make a good point. I don't know how the men and women in your party who are going along with this justify that as anything other than a breach of oath. Can they?
3: I'm sure in their mind they can. And uh, and look, I think there are people that legitimately you know, maybe believe they're doing the right thing by kind of staying quiet at this moment. I won't begrudge them, but there's a lot of people. Why won't you begrudge uh, them? Well, just because, you know, everybody has their own train of thinking. I I mean, I think everybody gets into this business to do the right thing, whether you're on the right or left. I think a lot of people think they're doing the right thing. How can this be the right thing? I mean, again, look, I I just can't speak for their line of thinking. I think the line of thinking may go, I'm going to be quiet so I can make an impact in this area. But my broader point is, this is that moment where defending the Constitution, you know, things like saying, I heard some of my colleagues today imply that January 6th really wasn't what it was, or that Ashley Babbitt, for instance, was murdered. Well, she actually, by the way, was about to breach onto the floor where there were almost a hundred members of Congress still vulnerable. The reality was a really violent day. We can't wash past it. We can't just move on. The only time we can move on as a party is if we come to full grips with what we did, what we caused and what we allowed to happen, then we can move on. Short of that, if you gotta pretend like January 6th didn't happen and maybe the election was illegitimate, You're lying and lies and truth cannot coexist. That's a basic biblical foundation. What is the
0: chance of any future, of any type of cooperation between whatever your party now is, because it ain't the grand old party anymore. I don't know what it is in its new iteration. You have to come up with a name. What's the chance that they do anything with the Biden administration after McConnell just said, I'm not here to help him.
3: I want him out. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's disappointing. Um, look, I think there are areas we can work together. I, I do think there's a little light for infrastructure. It's something that for me personally, I've been calling for since I've been in Congress. We have a chance to do something in a bipartisan way. There's a lot of bipartisan stuff that gets done kind of daily anyway, for instance, on my committee. But everybody it does bring up a broader point. And this is one area where I'm going to say it really does exist on both sides in this, which is People look at every issue and say, "How can we turn that into an election victory?" The problem is, we have an election every two years, and we're always in an election cycle. So the, the democracy will survive, but it's not even so much people like me that are going to save it or that are going to, you know, be responsible for tanking it. It's the American people that have to demand better of their legislators. And by the way, you got to vote in a primary. You may not want to vote in a primary, but in many districts, most districts, primary is going to determine who your representative is. Well, in your party, they vote in the primaries.
0: They're just going to vote the way Trump tells them. Uh, and that's the problem. May I ask you, do you still believe there is a chance in this political system to go beyond left and right and to do what is reasonable?
3: Yeah, I certainly do. And I, and I believe that because, you know, the old saying, I think it was attributed to Churchill, which is, Americans can always be counted on to do the right thing after they've exhausted all other options. We have a great history of coming from dark times and doing better things. And, and I, I cannot believe that we'll be the first generation that will leave the next generation a country worse off. I talk to young people, you know, people younger than me, millennials and zeers, that I think when they take power have learned how to actually disagree with each other and change that system. And, and I think they're generally more optimistic. They're not ingrained in the old battles we are. So. Is it going to happen soon? I don't know. Today made me a little more pessimistic. But I think ultimately we'll survive. The Republican Party will come back because if there's only two parties, they have to represent half the country. But there may be some damage done to the party and to the brand prior to that because there already has been.
0: Congressman Adam Kinzinger, I respect your optimism. And it's not empty because you're doing the work uh, to make it real. And I wish you good luck. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We have exhausted all options in tolerating the game. So you must change the game. Change frame. That takes us to exposing problems. We now know the CDC has likely played it too safe. Why? And will they now change to help us get to a better place? Who better to answer these questions than the director of the CDC? Let's get after it. Next. Next. The latest news, which you've heard, is the CDC recommending that Pfizer's vaccine can be used for teens 12 to 15 years old. Maybe they'll even be able to mix vaccines. That means 17 million more Americans eligible for vaccination. But the problem isn't the data or the potential. It's the messaging coming from the top. Is the CDC being straight with us, not just in terms of content, but timing? Do they tell us what they know when they know it, if not, why and will it change? So let's get after it with CDC Director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Dr. Walensky, I appreciate you being on primetime. It's good to have you on the show. My
2: pleasure. Thanks for having having
0: me. All right. So let's get to the main thrust of the situation right now. Find out where we are. Find out where we should be going. Um, Do you believe that The CDC has caused delays that have affected the vaccine effort.
2: Wow. Absolutely not. I think our responsibility is to ensure that the public is safe and that they have confidence in our vaccine, that the safety of the vaccine is ensured by all of our processes, um, which we have been doing. And we have demonstrated how we've been able to do that, to find needles in haystacks and pursue them and make sure that the, the vaccines are safe. Um, we have followed the science and our guidance. The science is complex. It's evolving. It is updating, you know, thousands of studies every single day. And our job is to make sure that Our guidance follows the science in protecting the American people.
0: Doing the job too well. You're playing it too safe. That is the criticism. uh, That you need to be more generous in what people can do once they get vaccinated. There's a UCLA study uh, that is about Republicans. And if you tell them they can ditch the mask, it increases the likelihood they'll get a shot from 35 to 53 percent. Given the science on the vaccines and its relative prophylaxis, why not make this move?
2: So we have to evaluate the science in several different dimensions. We have to make sure that the um, effectiveness, how it works in the public is exactly is similar to how it's working in the clinical trials. We have the clinical trials. We need to make sure that it's working outside the context of those clinical trials in the same way. We have to make sure that um, it does not uh, lead to asymptomatic transmission, that people are not um, not able to get the disease and give it to somebody else, even if they don't have symptoms. That was not measured in the clinical trial. And importantly, we need to make sure that they work against our variants. So we now um, are sequencing over 30,000 virus samples per week. And in that, we are finding an emergence of variants. We have over 72% of the UK variant here right now. Of those sequences are, are the UK variant and other variants as well. And we do need to make sure that the vaccine is working against those variants. So it is all of that evolving science that is getting it going into our decisions about when to lift the mask mandates for vaccinated people. We have... Um, We have changed our guidance at least three times now or three times now in the context of vaccine guidance and in the vaccine rollout. And we're looking forward to updating it again very soon.
0: You change guidance. The argument against you is, I mean, the CDC, some of this happened before you. Uh, For example, uh, the WHO said this is a pandemic. The CDC delayed. Not on your watch. Um, Then it was about aerosols versus surfaces. And that was known, but it didn't come out uh, with guidance until much later, really until recently. Now it's outdoor exposure. Could be 10 percent. The science really says 1 percent. You're very slow to go there. You're playing it too safe. And there is a cost that comes with that. Is it a cost that we should have to pay?
2: You know I want to be very clear about that last piece which I think was on my watch. So the outdoor guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, CDC in as a matter of practice not only conducts its own science but reviews the medical literature that 10% and and uses that medical literature to inform our guidance. That 10% was not a data point from the CDC. That 10% was a data point from the peer-reviewed literature, a very well-respected high-impact infectious disease journal, the Journal of Infectious Diseases. It was that data point that we used to inform our outdoor guidance. Regardless, I I think we should all be very clear, like there's a lot more uh, transmission that is occurring indoors than outdoors. And is that is what we use to inform our outdoor guidance that says, if you're vaccinated and outdoors, you can take your mask off. If you're vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated and outdoors, first of all, get vaccinated. And second of all, if you're spread out, that's really fine. If you have a whole bunch of people piled on top of each other, breathing heavily, probably not a good idea. Even if
0: vaccinated? Why? Why? When we see so few breakthrough cases, now I'm not arguing the science, one, out of complete respect. I have no business talking science with you, but only the science (laughs) as stated. Uh, The argument is simple, too safe. There are two arguments here. One is too safe. That causes time and delays and also creates exposure on the political flank because now you have the right saying, see, see. They go too slow. It wasn't as bad as they said it was about surfaces, about masks, about aerosols, about outdoor. They've been overplaying it the whole time. See, we were right. That's the political side. The practical side is that there's so few breakthrough cases. We need people to get vaccinated. You need to give them more carrots. Look at the science and say the risk is almost de minimis. Take the masks off, live your life and let's see who gets vaccinated.
2: Right, your exactly. Your point is is exactly where we are. We need to follow the science, which is emerging every single day, with regard to variants, with regard to transmissibility, with regard to protection, and then we need to follow our our um, our case rates to see, watch people get vaccinated, see how many people are getting vaccinated. Um, our job is to protect not just individuals. Our job is to protect populations. As we had high levels of cases, which are now coming down, and and our job really is to find the sweet spot at the intersection of all of those. Um, And I'm really looking forward to updating our guidance very soon.
0: Let's do it right now on this show. And here's why I say it almost (laughs) in jest. You have the burden of the non-existence effect. What data do you have that suggests you need to go slow before you let people completely unmask and live their lives uh, if they've gotten the vaccine? You know, I know you're waiting for the data to say it's safe, but what data do you have that says
2: it's unsafe? Well, you know, we we know that data are emerging, have been emerging with regard to the variants, specifically the UK variant, the Brazil variant, which is increasing here in the United States, the South Africa variant. Now we have variants coming from India as well. So um, we know those data are forthcoming. They've been emerging through the literature. Um, with those variants here, um, we do want to make sure that those data are going to be out and demonstrate that our vaccines will work. And um, I'm looking forward to updating our guidance very soon.
0: Because look, that's where we are right now. And what what's the newest manifestation? Kids. Uh, the vaccine is eligible for 20, 12, uh, 12 to 15. You can have a problem with parents like me. It's one thing for me to take it as emergency use authorization. It's another that I want my kids to take it. Um, so there's going to be a little obstacle there. We look at the camp guidance. The camp guidance looks like it was designed for last year, not this year. And it makes people worried that you guys are going to put the brakes on about school And I don't know. I know that it's science, but you're also part of an administration. I don't know that the Biden administration can withstand having to tell the American people you're not going back to school in the fall.
2: So let me be very clear. I think we should be five days a week, everybody present in school in the fall. That is, I think our guidance has reflected that. I think we will be in a place in this pandemic that we will be able to do that. I think we should all be leaning in. We have over 80% of our teachers and educators vaccinated at this point. We now have this incredible news today that 12 to 15-year-olds can also be vaccinated along with their 16 and 17-year-old um, uh, with 16 and 17-year-olds. And I think we should all plan to be full school reopened in the fall. We should all lean into that. We clearly have to update our camp guidance. We just this afternoon after four o'clock signed off on the um, on the vaccination between the ages of 12 to um, 15. So our, our camp guidance hasn't yet been updated to, to handle that, but it will be. Um, and we're looking forward to making sure that our kids get to camp this summer because last year they didn't. And when they did, they often got sent home.
0: Last question. and I appreciate you being on the show. Um, let me give you the opportunity to deal with what the, the heart of the criticism is. It's that you know things and you don't tell us because you want to err on the side of caution. And people want to know the information and they want to make their own choices. How do you respond to that?
2: My job is to, to keep individuals safe my job is to keep populations safe. My job is to keep counties safe where we have really high levels of vaccination and counties safe where we have really low levels of vaccination, communities safe where we have low levels of vaccination. I have been completely forthcoming with respect to the science, with respect to our guidance, with respect to our numbers, with respect to our cases. Um, and and uh, I will really look forward to updating the guidance and to providing the science that allows us to do so very soon.
0: CDC Director... Walensky, thank you for being on Primetime.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Now you judge, okay? Uh, If the CDC doesn't make it more appealing to be vaccinated soon, are we going to get to herd immunity? That's the question. Now let's push past the politics on another big problem, the hacked pipeline. It's going to cause pain at the pump for a while. So... Let's be reasonable. Let's show the practical impact and then push for a fix with a person in power. Next. Relief is on the horizon for Americans dealing with mass gas shortages. Maybe. okay? Colonial is restarting use of its pipeline after a cyber attack knocked it offline. But I can't confirm that they're going to do it when they say they're going to do it. And I can't confirm that the supply will make up for the shortfall anytime soon. 70% of stations in North Carolina are out of gas. 53% in Virginia. Nearly half in South Carolina and Georgia. We haven't seen a situation this bad since the 70s. I remember this. And a big part of it was how we treated each other in the situation. And we sucked Pete Montine is in Alexandria, Virginia. What is it like out there? And thanks for being for us.
4: You know, Chris, you mentioned how 53% of stations here in Virginia are now without gas. But this is not one of them. In fact, you can see the pretty long line here. That's because people tell me here in Alexandria, this is one of the few stations that actually does have gas. People waiting here tell me that they are annoyed. They are the ones who actually need gas, they tell me. They're just trying to take this all in stride. Here's what they told me.
1: My daughter called. She said, Dad, they,
4: they have gas down
1: the street. This pump right here is not working. The pump on the other side is working um fine. I just need some gas, man. This is a this is terrible.
3: But I think it's probably a a partial mixture of people who actually just need gas and people panicking. Um I don't know to what degree it's panic. Probably 50-50.
4: How hard is it to find gas around here right now?
3: Very difficult. This is the first gas station I've seen in the last couple of hours with gas.
0: Question is, does it get harder? So things- uh, what do you see in there, Pete, in terms of whether or not people seem like they're there uh, to top off and fill up and hoard fill cans, or are they just getting it as regular?
4: Well, things are relatively calm here, Chris, thankfully. You know, we have seen reports of price gouging in North Carolina. The attorney general says there are 300 cases there just down the border. You know, we haven't seen uh, container after container getting filled up here, although we have seen images of that down in Alabama. You know, what's so interesting is that the Consumer Product Safety Commission had to warn people today to not fill up plastic bags with gas, a pretty desperate move and a pretty dangerous one, and even earned a bit of a warning from the White House.
0: Yeah. All right. Pete Munteen, thank you very much. Appreciate you being with us tonight. Now, to this point, the people have been playing the game. I know I'm banging the point. I'm going to bang the point for a while until you guys see it as clearly as it is. And then we can really deal with it. They're just pointing fingers at each other. This is on Biden. Biden's out of gas already. And the Democrats are saying, what are you talking about? You guys wouldn't even deal with cyber. You didn't want to deal with metadata. You didn't want to put money in it. So where has it gotten us? Nowhere. What? Is the right fix? Because remember, this is the private industry. We're going to take it to the chair of the House Intel Committee. A big executive order for Biden. Did that help? Next. A less subtle subtle form of the same game. Uh, Jen Psaki, you know her from the White House, uh, asked about this and whether or not they're going to put cybersecurity money for pipeline, uh, the colonial pipeline and other things for it. I think at this point, it will include, as the discussions continue, tying specific grants to recipients' implementation of cybersecurity goals, using tax credits to finance needed cybersecurity improvements. In other words, no, it is not in the current proposal. They're going to negotiate it and put it in because they have been asleep at this, because it is not an urgency. The right doesn't want to do it. The left just got in power. This is private. They don't have the same regulation over it. That's the game. See, past it. How do we get to a better place? My next guest chairs the House Intel Committee, which has been briefed on the colonial pipeline cyber attack. Congressman Adam Schiff, always a pleasure to have you. However, I must ask a question that defeats my own premise tonight, which is let's just get to the solution. Can you get to a solution when you cannot do it one sided and you now see that the GOP is dead and buried? And it has now become the party of Trump. And McConnell made it very clear, we ain't working with you guys. Can you do anything to fix anything?
1: Well, it's very hard. Uh, You know, we're working with a party uh, that doesn't have any commitment to the truth. Uh, And people who are willing to tell the truth, like Liz Cheney, uh, are essentially kicked out of their leadership. So it's a truthless party. It's an anti-democratic party now. Um, All that being said, there are some things uh, that I think we can get to yes on, um, but this is a very difficult one. You know, years ago, Chris, we tried to pass a major cyber uh, Mm -hmm. safety bill, uh, and one of the key components of it was requiring that critical infrastructure, whether it's in public or private hands, maintain certain minimum cybersecurity standards, uh, and the GOP wouldn't go for it. Uh, And as a result, this critical infrastructure was unprepared
0: but now you have people spooked. So there's an opportunity.
1: The private sector
0: is going to do what any institutional setting does. They're going to keep things quiet as long as they can. You don't have the regulatory reach. Even that executive um, order today, I just read through the high points of it. It was like 30 something pages. It's recommendations. It's calls for this. They're very narrow requirements on the private sector to report on this. And there is no requirement that they put money into it. How do you fix that?
1: Well, it's very difficult. You know, one thing that might actually get these industries motivated is the insurance industry, some of the insurance industry are now saying they're not going to indemnify for these ransomware attacks. Uh, And so the private sector might start to think, you know, uh, this could bankrupt us if we don't improve our cyber defenses. Uh, And, you know, we don't want to be in a position where the federal government needs to bail out this critical infrastructure. So they need to they need to put in place proper protections. The federal government should help them. But uh, but it needs to be required because it's not just the private company that suffers. It's the American people. 100 percent. Required
0: means you. Have you heard any indication uh, from the other party? Again, we've got to come up with a name for them. I don't know what they are anymore. They're not the GOP um, that they care about this enough to do something about it. Or are they satisfied to just say it's Biden's fault?
1: Well, at the moment, they're satisfied to just blame everything on Biden. Uh, You know, what will dictate their position, frankly, is what usually dictates their position, and that is money. Uh, If private industry doesn't want to take on the obligation of protecting its own infrastructure, uh, they're going to tell the GOP, don't do it. Don't support it. We're not for it. Uh, We will dry up the dark money, uh, whatever it, it takes. And so, you know, unfortunately, they are a party very much beholden. To big industry. And up till now, big, big industry has not wanted to have any kind of a mandate to maintain even minimal cybersecurity best practices.
0: Well, this is an opportunity because colonial is not unique. Uh, we farmed out a lot and outsourced a lot of infrastructure because we thought it made sense fiscally. But we remembered that when it gets expensive is when it matters most. So there's an opportunity here. We'll be watching it. Congressman Schiff, you're always welcome to argue the state of play of getting things done here. Thank you. All right. Got a bolo, and this is a real bolo tonight. you got to be on the lookout. You know why? Because there's a big cat down south that's looking to eat people. (laughs) Is that true? I've got the latest on this situation. That is a real tiger. Is it a real threat? Next. This is a real bolo. Be on the lookout for a missing tiger in Texas. Nobody knows where it is. In fact, it keeps getting weirder. Nine-month-old India has been missing since Sunday. He was spotted roaming a Houston neighborhood by neighbors who called police. By the time the cops arrived, the tiger's caretaker drove off with the cat in a white SUV. That man is 26-year-old Victor Cuevas. He was arrested Monday night, posted bond in this case today. So where's the cat? All we know of him is that he is a Murder suspect, not the cat, the carekeeper. He's out, suspected, you know, suspected, but he's out on bond in a 2017 killing. But we still don't know where he drove off with the tiger. The big cat expert and Tiger King star Carol Baskin
1: weighed in. I am extremely worried about what happens with this tiger and the people around it. That cat was laying around in the front yard, looking for what it could get into. And I had heard that there was a children's birthday party in the neighborhood. Children running and screaming and having fun. That would have triggered every instinct in that cat to kill.
0: to jail. So the guy gets out of jail and then people see him with the cat again. So doesn't he have to have the cat? Officials say they don't know where the tiger is. There's no evidence he's been roaming around or left the Houston area. That's good. But where is it? You found the guy one time, find him again, see if he has the tiger, and then we don't have to be on bolo. Because that is never good to see in your neighborhood. We'll be right back. I hope you will want to join in on this new way of looking at things. You just squash the noise. You ignore the game. Because that's the only way you get to a different place. You cannot depend on the people playing the game to change it. It's not how the game works works. That's it for us tonight. CNN Tonight with D. Lemon, the big show and the big star. If any man could find that
5: tiger, it's him. (laughs) I call it being informed without being inundated. Ooh, that's catchy. That's true, though. You want to be informed, but you don't want to be inundated with bull. You know what? with With tiger bait poop. Informed is easy. You can get information from a gazillion
0: sources. It's analysis, it's testing power, Mm -hmm. and it's exposing problems and opposing the BS.
5: So uh, the tiger thing. My mom texted me a week or so ago, and there was a bear loose in her neighborhood. And she would not even go out to get the morning paper until the bear was caught. So the paper was stacking up at the end of the driveway because there was a bear on the loose. I don't blame her, because those things are fast, and if they get you, mom's getting soft. Because the... <laughs> wait, a bear? You said mom's I'll getting soft? What. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you
0: what. I'm more dangerous than a bear. And when I asked one question about what was in your mother's <sighs> face let me
5: unroll the eye out of the back of my head. But go on. Let
0: she me... got up in my face so fast that yeah. she seemed fearless. I can't believe a bear. Probably small, you know, more neighborhoody bear.
5: You're a putty cat, but you're not a bear. So that's a, it's a tiger everyone, defense. Everyone asks me, uh, you, you, I want you to go check out my Instagram because I did. I went with a kid and play. This is all slicked back. My hair is about this long on top. It's kind of crazy. Why didn't you tease it up? Because I want to keep my job, and I don't want the boss calling me saying like you. That's a bad First of all, <laughs> listen, nobody has said that to me. <laughs> do you understand? This is all in your head to the extent that anything is in it. Okay. All right, look, can I talk to you about something that's serious? Please, anything right, else. so you know we've been talking. By the way, I appreciate what you do with the CDC director. That was a really great interview, and it was very informative for the viewers. So kudos to you for doing that. Um, I have a funny story. So, um, yeah, I told you about the mask and, you know, how I don't wear it outside unless, but I do it out of courtesy if I'm with a group of people, blah, 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 blah. So I was on the phone with my executive producer today, Maria, and I'm walking to go get a haircut. And I said, wow, it's so great to be able to walk around without a mask. I feel like I'm doing something wrong, though it's bad. And she goes, do you miss so, the anonymity of the mask? And I say, yeah, you know, baseball cap, a mask and sunglasses, it's great. I said, but nobody recognizes me anyway. I, as soon as I got that out of my mouth, this guy walked by me and he goes, Don Lemon, what's up? <laughs> and I, the mask went back on. <laughs> it's your voice. It is my voice. They will
0: identify you yes. by voice. First of all, yeah. you got a beautiful voice. It's a distinctive voice. And people yeah. know it. Mama.
5: Yeah. All yeah. right. You do
0: not have Mama's voice. Mama if you had her hard voice, this. you would
5: own television. But mom sounds like Barry White. Chris. Chris, <laughs> you're crazy, Chris. Let me finish. <laughs> All right. I love you, d Hey, listen, uh, I want you to watch this. I really want you. I, I have know to... you got new video. I've got that's exclusive. exclusive. And I'm watching. I've got exclusive and you need to watch it. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Love you,
4: brother. Quality sleep is essential. And that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like.
5: A new CNN Flash Talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country. Beyoncé and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.